0: Well, Troubles Brewing in Boston, 401k participants are suing their workplace. And it's at a place where some of the best and brightest work, things getting ugly between attorneys, fidelity, and the workplace. How about the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, the details and what it might have to do with your 401k on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back, everybody, to Money with Friends from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin show. My mom's half finished basement. I'm Joe Salci.
1: And from New York City, I'm Bobby Rebel, certified financial planner and host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen here, right, Joe?
0: From your much more grown-up kitchen.
1: So grown-up here. Way more. Mom is not here, no.
0: Bobby's easily the grown-up here. This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway so you can make it all your own. And now we're doing it for you six days a week, all in about 15 minutes. We've had some bonus minutes in there lately. Yes. but we, that's... we
1: sometimes have bonus <laughs> minutes, but, but we, we're, we've we decided to keep saying that to put the pressure on.
0: We do try to put the pressure on. I think we can do today's in about 15 minutes. Uh, by the way, today's uh, episode is brought to you by M1 Finance, the one finance account that does it all. Invest, borrow, spend. Not a big fan of the borrow part, but the invest uh, part I really like. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but if you want to go see how it works, head to uh, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash M, the number one finance. And Bobby, we are talking about something really ugly going down in Boston. It's uh, people suing their 401k provider.
1: Yeah, this is one of those draw-drop stories where you read it and you think, oh, hmm, this could get even uglier. It is a serious issue. There's a lot of components that will surprise you. And then they also in some ways won't because there's a lot of human nature in this story. Was that enough of a teaser?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. Who's kicking off today's show for us?
1: This is Lacey from The Military Money Show. They supply the good times and the headlines. That is why I listen
0: to Money With Friends. And today's uh, story is from investment news. This is written by Greg E. by the way, investment news is a place. It's a, it's an industry rag for financial professionals. Uh, The headline is Fidelity Jerry Schlichter trade barbs over Abigail Johnson testimony in 401k lawsuit. Fidelity Investments and the plaintiff's attorney, Jerome Schlichter, are engaged in a war of words over the potential of Fidelity chairman and CEO, Abigail Johnson, to appear and testify at an upcoming trial around 401k mismanagement. The lawsuit in question, Tracy et al. versus Massachusetts Institute of Technology, hinges on whether the university breached its fiduciary duty by retaining fidelity as its 401k plan record keeper and using high cost underperforming investments. Investments, rather. Neither Fidelity nor Miss Johnson are defendants in the lawsuit, but plaintiffs claim Miss Johnson has direct knowledge of a quid pro quo arrangement between MIT and Fidelity that would help prove MIT's malfeasance. Mr. Schlichter, who represents the plaintiffs, including Miss Johnson, on a preliminary list of witnesses at the trial, which is scheduled to begin in September, an outcome Fidelity sorely trying to avoid. The company, which is the largest record keeper of defined contribution plans like 401k plans of more than $2 trillion in assets labeled the plaintiff's efforts to obtain Ms. Johnson's testimony, a transparent attempt to harass Ms. Johnson and to attract media attention according to a court filing requesting a protective order against a subpoena. They say that Ms. Johnson has no relative testimony and that she lacks any knowledge of the relevant facts according to a filing made August 19th in Massachusetts federal court. We'll skip down the article and Bobby you want to take it? from there? Because this gets even uglier.
1: It really does. Plaintiffs broached the quid pro quo allegations in an August 5th court filing, claiming that MIT retained Fidelity's record keeping services and in-house investment funds for its 401k plan with the expectation that Fidelity and Ms. Johnson would make a large donation to the university. Mr. Schlichter said he had unearthed new evidence, such as emails from MIT management, proving the existence of this mutually beneficial arrangement and attempted to bring a new fiduciary breach claim against MIT. Plaintiffs made reckless statements about Ms. Johnson and Fidelity in a press release announcing this new evidence, according to defense attorneys. Judge Nathaniel M. Gordon denied Mr. Schlichter's motion to bring the new claim, arguing in an August 8th order that asserting a new legal theory right before the trial was fundamentally unfair. Um, And let me just, the last line is the lawsuit is one of the several that Mr. Schlichter has filed against more than a dozen prominent universities since 2016, alleging retirement plan mismanagement. So this is, in theory, not an isolated situation. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this because this could have really broader implications and something that everyone should really be Aware of and understand.
0: Yeah, this is definitely led by a law firm that specializes in this type of action. But uh, in a different story, which I believe I found on Napa Net, which is the National Association of Plan Advisors, Bobby, uh, they, they were talking about an email from the president of the university to others basically saying, hey, if we stick with the 401, if we stick with Fidelity, we should expect a large check from Abigail. So there's, there's, there is this smoking gun out there, which is alleging, you know, kind of alludes to the fact that, hey, if we keep Fidelity around, maybe, maybe we'll see some big donations.
1: Right. And that, however, that does not necessarily draw a direct line to Fidelity as being, as having any collusion. They could easily just be saying, we hope she would because she feels, you know, happy that we are using Fidelity. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that there is a quid pro quo. It could just mean that MIT, those people were hoping that that would happen.
0: Yeah. 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 We don't know, but it certainly, but it certainly, um, shows you that when I was a, when I was a financial advisor
1: term is thrown in here and, and that's something that, and a lot of you guys listening know me as a journalist, but I am also a certified financial planner. And that's something that is hammered into us very much in the training that goes into the CFP program. And that is that, you know, you can go to a financial advisor and they can give you something that is suitable, but that is not what a, a fiduciary duty means. It has to be the best in the best for them, not just something suitable. And the analogy, and I'm going to make Joe laugh at this, but the analogy is basically, let's say you go and you want to buy, you you need lipstick. So you go to the, the makeup store and you say, I need lipstick.
0: This happens to be all it's, the time, by the way, all the
1: time. So you go in and you want to buy your lipstick and they are having an internal sales promotion that they don't tell you about. But if they sell, you know, lipstick number five and shade, you know, garish pink. My favorite. My favorite. Of course. Exactly. And, and they can tell... You've only asked for lipstick. So if they sell you any lipstick, they have sold you something suitable because you said you needed lipstick. That doesn't mean it's the best shade for you, the best formula for you, et cetera. So a financial advisor can sell you something that's suitable and they have met the criteria that they are held to. But if it's a CFP or someone else that has a fiduciary duty as a plan administrator for a 401k should have, you would think, then they would give you the best investments. And therefore, the best investments would would not be ones that in this case, it is alleged Still a court case, nothing proven, that these were overly expensive and not the best investments. And, and the fees maybe were too high. So that's where that's where the accusation comes in that they were selling an inferior product and you know that, that maybe paid fidelity allegedly too much in the hopes of getting a donation.
0: this is this is surprising to me in a different way. It's surprising because when I was a financial advisor, talking to current financial advisors, the place I usually see this happen is with little tiny companies because it's so hard for these, A, it's hard for the ERISA requirements um, for these little companies to follow them. Uh, B, it's hard for them to even get a retirement plan in the first place when you've got 15 employees. Just getting one means the owner's got two choices, either to pay a lot of money for record company or for record keeping or pass that cost on to the employee so that the employee ends up getting it socked to them. So somebody's going to lose no matter what.
1: Yeah. To just have this. To just, wait, let me just tell you, you mentioned ERISA, just for people that don't know, that's the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974. And it sets minimum standards um, for things like this.
0: Yeah, every every uh, every four oh one K provider has to comply with these requirements. Supposedly. The bad news is it's very difficult for them to police this. So so when I used to when I was with American Express and we would go and we'd talk to different companies, I would ask the person if they were complying with ERISA requirements to educate their workforce. And I'd usually get this look back like, Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, oh, please, please, please do not look in behind the, the curtain here because it was very difficult. And think about the man hours that took. So, yeah. so looking at that, I would think this would be a small company generally dealing with a very high fee institution. Fidelity is the large, let's talk about who we're talking about here. Fidelity yeah. Investments, the largest 401k provider in the country, MIT, some of the smartest people in the country, if not the world, and the lawsuit is there and Fidelity doesn't have a reputation, Bobby, for high fees.
1: But let let me just remind everybody, this is only a lawsuit. Nothing has been proven. I sure. think that's really important. But and even- this is a company that is suing other other schools. So I just want to make sure we understand that there they have not been found. There's been no settlement. There's been no admission of anything, and there's been no proof in court that's been any conclusion. I'm I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know all the legal but but this is, you know, in America, people can sue people. But it even to go after, to so we don't, we don't know.
0: Even to go after this company is surprising. True. Like of all the I, companies, hundred agree. of all the but companies they could have gone, and I a, just
1: want to yes. you know, make that clear
0: of all the companies they could have gone after going after this university is, is incredibly surprising, which, which I would think if I'm the law firm, I don't go after that company unless I think I got something right. I don't. I don't even do this unless I think I have something. And clearly, the emails that I saw on Napa Dash Net, or the uh, the alluded to emails that they talked about at Napa Dash Net, maybe what they think that they have. And clearly, here it kind of talks Mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, Abigail Johnson might might uh, have copies of this stuff. I don't know. Right.
1: But I mean, the optics are not good. But I always want to be clear that nothing has been proven.
0: Here's the point. I think that we take home for us? What does this have to do with us? Well, number one, just because you have a big name firm doesn't mean that your 401k is great. And I'm not saying MIT's investments are good or bad. I don't know MIT's, but you and I, Bobby, we know a place to look.
1: Yes. I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> you just looked it up beforehand. Bright-, yes.
0: Bright Scope. Bright Scope. Yes. Go to brightscope.com And uh, you can look up your 401k. You can also go to, now, not all 401k plans use the actual investments that you find at Morningstar.com. But generally, you can get an idea of your 401k choices at Morningstar and see different ways and different fees that those are offered. So, you'll want to check with your HR to see the fees and performance about your individual funds but if you want to see them from a third-party look you can also go to morningstar and look up most most 401ks there so look at those well and you
1: can look up the investments that you're putting your money into but also the 401k fees is what we were talking about for Brightscope, and and also you can go to your if they seem high you can go to your hr person or whoever is making that decision and show them the data and in some cases maybe they can make a change yeah, you can be proactive about it.
0: At the very least, you can let them know that you're paying attention. I mean, I mm-hmm. think suing your <laughs> the, the <laughs> suing suing your employer, uh, you know, comes with a lot of uh, baggage. Let's just put it that way. I think that your first step is exactly go to HR. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to sit on this point. Well, you know, what? maybe that'll be my takeaway. Because because okay. we we haven't talked yet about my takeaway, but it's not going to take long for me to make that point. Uh, so okay. are I think we going I'm to
1: gonna... take away soon? Do you want to? I think we should if we want to keep to that 15 minutes. Well, let's do that because I, like I think we have also have a big takeaway for us.
0: We, we talked about this enough already, I think. So let's do it. Today's show is brought to you by M1 Finance. In just a second, we're going to talk about our takeaway. So if you're hanging out with us on Facebook, feel free to jump into your own takeaways and we'll see if anybody has some great ones as well. But uh, while you're doing that, M1 Finance is the one finance account that does it all. What I like about M1 Finance as a former financial advisor is I like the the fact that you can invest in a whole portfolio of things and not worry about the fact that you're going to pay tons and tons and tons of fees doing it. Now you're going, you can invest every dollar And have it separated into a pie of investments so that instead of having to just buy one thing, you can know that you're properly diversified. And as your investments perform over time or don't perform, you can keep them allocated by percentages by just hitting one button and M1 Finance will send your investments all the way back to where they should be. In other words, they'll get back to the percentages. And you know what the fee for that is? Absolutely nothing. So I really like that. It's more an app for long-term investors than for traders, which is certainly something that uh, most of us can appreciate. So if you want to check out M1 Finance, use our link, com forward slash M, the number one finance. And if you use that link, com forward slash M1 Finance, the way they support us is they send us a thank you for sending them your way so uh thank you by the way for everybody who's used our link when they've done that all right kevin is hanging out here with us he says his takeaway his takeaway as a former vanguard crew member he says invested vanguard so kevin with a slightly veiled um promotional for his former employer uh but your, do you want to go first or you'd want me to just hammer this
1: uh, let me go first, because I feel like you should have the final word on this, because you're very passionate about this. <laughs> Before I do my takeaway, I just want to give one teeny tiny bit of advice. So when you're at a company, very often you cannot transfer your money from the 401k to an IRA that you can self-direct. But if you do have the window open to you and you feel your 401k is expensive in terms of fees and you don't like the options that you have to invest in, when you do get that opportunity, you, if for example, if you leave your job, you don't have to leave your money there. You have to make sure you move it into an IRA within 60 days and all that stuff. But by moving into an IRA, you can create more choices and at least control the cost a little bit better if that's what you want. So just an option. My takeaway, don't just watch your costs in the 401k fees. Pay attention to who is deciding what you are paying and stand up for yourself because the returns that matter aren't just the market returns. It is what you keep after other people take their cut.
0: Bam. My takeaway is something we didn't talk about at all. Which is, which is this. It's very popular to talk about fees. It's very popular to get excited. Like I have been here about this lawsuit. It's exciting to see that, um, that, uh, people are looking at the fees. This isn't why you succeed or why you fail. This is not the dragon. And while what some people might get out of this is, you know what, I'm not gonna invest in 401ks because they're crooked. No, 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 no. The reason you, fail historically is because you don't save any money and what's funny is while the popular press likes to talk about fees and this is certainly a very sexy topic for us to even address here this is not at all the game you need to be playing if you're worried about the difference between fees of 0.4% and 0.32% and you're not saving any money you're very very safely never going to reach a goal Even if you're investing in stuff that's too expensive, those people, there are plenty of people that reach their goals investing in stuff that's too expensive. And I'm not telling you to seek that out. And I'm not telling you that investments shouldn't be lower fee. But this is thing number four on the list. But if you read the financial media, it's always thing number one they talk about. The way you get ahead is by actually saving some money. And if you focus on that instead of suing your employer you're much more likely to get where you want to go. And that, Bobby, is my takeaway.
1: How do you really feel, Joe? I get so <laughs>
0: angry. I get so angry. I know.
1: But it's an important topic, so I'm glad we did this. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to follow this case. And again, I just one more time, nothing has been proven. We will I get see. Get the evidence out there, but maybe let's we'll have a,
0: maybe we'll have another story on this later and see how this I wraps up. Will. I think we will. Cuz cuz time when MIT of all places like these brilliant people mm. And they don't really? pick. they don't pick don't right know. 401k. cape. You're saying people at MIT aren't brilliant.
1: I, the people doing this, I think, first of all, if in fact, this is all true, they left an email trail. I mean, it's like, you right, know, it's right. like Bill Gates left an email trail. I mean, Bill Gates is brilliant, but he left an email trail. <laughs> I don't know. We shall see. Brilliant? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not t- I, assuming there is any crime here. I'm not saying there is again, but uh, if there's a crime, it's all about the cover up, right? Isn't what they say. It's not the crime. It's the cover up again. If there is a crime which we don't know.
0: I totally agree. Other takeaways. Our friend Jim from Wallet Hacks is here. He says, trust but verify. You can't assume you have they have their best, your best interests at heart, even if they're supposed to. Kevin, mm-hmm. by the way, has a disclaimer. He says another company as well, TIA. So he's now, right. which by the <laughs> way, Kevin worked for them too. So Kevin's just going through all his employers and saying invest with them instead. I think we'll leave it there. Thanks to everybody, who, <laughs> thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Uh, uh, at uh, Facebook, head to uh, facebook.com forward slash Benjamins if you want to hang out with us. Uh, head to, if you want the link to this or any other story that we do, head to moneywithfriendspodcast.com, moneywithfriends.net, and uh, you'll not only see that, you can also see our, our recordings schedule. Easy for me to say. And Bobby, you've got our handles on Instagram and Twitter
1: at money Friends Pod, at money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you can't make our tapings, because you just, I don't know who could have anything more better to do, but if for some reason you cannot make our tapings, keep a close eye on the Instagram stories. Cause we do a lot of polls and quizzes and such, and you can be included in the shows through that as well. Cause we'd love to give you guys shout outs.
0: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you next time at Money with Friends. Bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media, LLC and Stacking Benjamins, LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is Caden Thompson. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com.